Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is July 18th, 2021. This is the Fightful post-show review for WWE Money in the Bank. If you missed this weekend, Denise Salcedo, Steven Jensen had your Impact Slam anniversary coverage. I was there live at the show, and I posted a bunch of scoops over at FightfulSelect.com. They'll never let me in the building again. Denise, how you doing? Sean, you were super famous last night. I, I saw you like a zillion times. And I was kind of like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I was doing my part of the online trolling of you. But every single time you came out on camera, I was talking smack because it was so funny because you were like trying to be like very serious, trying, like, trying to like not get noticed. And then randomly you would do like a funny face on the camera. And I was like, Jesus, Sean. And then what the hell were you chewing for like two hours? See, Denise, that's called chewing gum. That's what I was like. How long is this gum lasting? Have you were chewing it like the entire show? Well, the interesting thing is when you buy chewing gum, it comes in what's called a pack. And there's more than one piece. And you can chew additional pieces when one wears out it's it's mind-boggling stuff denise but it's such an amazing concept you know i just never realized it wow that's fantastic sean thank you it really is guys if you're watching at youtube.com slash fightful leave us a thumbs up subscribe tap that bell for notifications and send a super chat that little dollar sign at the bottom you'll get your question or statement read on the air of course you can support us over at fightfulselect.com and if you did, you might have known ahead of time that a fellow named John Cena would pop up. We had mentioned that he is set for this Friday's SmackDown. And we also put that as long as things went according to plan, he could be there as early as this weekend. He was there as early as this weekend. Holy cow. What a close. We will get to that. One of the all-time biggest pops in wrestling history. We got money in the bank. And Denise, I thought it was a hell of a show. 
It really was. Honestly, it was a good show. A lot happened. I feel like I was just hit with like so much different stuff, like coming from all directions. And then obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the massive failure of the Peacock during uh, one of the most anticipated matches of the night. I can't wait to get into that. I mean, it was just kind of wild. And like, but here's the thing, though, is that I'm thinking of like everything that happened in the wrestling week today. And I'm like, we had a very strong show with Slammiversary. We had a very strong show with WWE money in the bank i almost can't decide which show i kind of like the best i thought that they both shows were very very strong well guys over on youtube.com slash fightful over the past week we dropped a, a few interviews willie mack ahead of uh, impact slam anniversary he talks about josh alexander walking in on him taking a dump that's always interesting stuff we interviewed natalia ahead of money in the bank and we interviewed wesley blake who was recently released by wwe and it doesn't stop this week we have three really good interviews. I've got Raquel Gonzalez dropping early this week ahead of her NXT uh, title match against Zaya Lee. Then we've got Mojo Raleigh. This week, he is in the G.I. Joe Snake Eyes movie. Uh, we're going to talk about how that came about, talk about what he's been doing after WWE. And then a guy that he knows quite a bit, Matt Cardona. I interviewed him in Nashville. Denise, it might be his last will and testament before Nick Gage kills him next weekend. Oh, so that's it. You got to really, you know, milk that interview. Oh, yeah, I did. I, he, he said, Zack Ryder's dead. And I said, well, I hope Matt Cardona isn't next weekend. So here we go. But uh, guys, you all already sent in so many super chats. I, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to try to organize them as best I can. Denise, the opening match of the night, though, the Usos taking on uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio and the Usos. One week after Jimmy gets arrested for a DUI, our tag team champions. First off, how did you how did you feel about the match itself? Okay, so the match itself, you know, I liked. But here's the thing, though. So we saw Rey Mysterio and Dominic essentially come out, you know, with this, like, new sort of entrance. And for a second, I thought, oh, we're finally going to see, like, this new version of Dominic. Maybe he's going to come out wearing a mask. Maybe he's going to come out wearing new gear. And then he comes out wearing, like, this, like, very, uh, I think it was, like, a jason S type of mask, I believe. And so I was kind of a little bit let down by that portion of it. But the actual match itself, considering that it was on the pre-show, uh, it was perfectly fine for what it was on the actual pre-show i think obviously had it been on the main show would have been a whole lot better uh honestly i probably would have even swapped this match with the viking raiders and uh aja styles and amaz to be honest i kind of felt like this match was a little bit more uh probably would have given us a little bit no nah, i'm not gonna say it would have given us a little bit more but it would have been just as strong like if i was gonna if i was gonna make a decision i would put this show on the main card but either way here's the thing there sean is that with the actual finish though it was kind of a uh, controversial because a a lot of people were very upset that the Usos won. And then, like, I went on Twitter and I basically said, like, oh, this is the right call to have the Usos win because I was thinking, like, storyline perspective, it was the right call to make. But then it was like, he obviously, you know, we Jimmy had the DUI and all of that. But, you know, aside from like the story storyline wise, I'm glad that the Usos are our champions. But outside, it does kind of set, you know, a sort of a bad look. So that was a little bit of a tough thing to um, sort of find a fine line for. Because if you looked almost under every single post, no matter like who it was on social media that was talking about the Usos winning, every single comment underneath that was addressing yes. the DUI situation. And later on, Roman Reigns addressed that DUI situation after they won the match. You had Jay saying, I've been your number one guy. I've been your number one guy. 
And Roman's like, by the way, I did all the heavy lifting for you guys. You all won the titles, but I did all the work. I brought you all back. And he looks at Jimmy and he's like, in you. And he didn't have to say anything and the crowd reacted to it. So it's their way of applying it to the story without applying it to the story. But it does set a really rough precedent. And I did have multiple people now in WWE say, you you know, Rob Van Dam lost two titles and got suspended for 30 days when he got popped for driving under the influence of weed 15 years ago. So uh, it, it it sets a really bad example. And um, they used to give us the line, these people are responsible for their own personal actions. Not at this point. They shouldn't be. I mean, they should be, but you got to step in at this point. You got to step in three times and, and one time that he was found not guilty of later on. That's rough. I thought the match was solid. It was okay. Um, this is going to continue, as we saw even later in the night. I don't know if I need every single match three or four times, which the way that they're setting things up with some of the people at the top, they're not going to be able to do matches three or four times because John Cena ain't hanging around for three or four matches. Brian F. says, Usos need DUI chance till WWE gets the hint. Well, the Usos need to get the hint. Jimmy Uso needs to get the hint is, is the main thing. That's that's the the main thing here, uh, but as as far as them becoming tag champions, did it surprise you that that it became clear that they're going to go back to the Usos Mysterios thing right out of the gate? It did later on in the show. It did surprise me because I kind of figured like, okay, they won the championships. We're one and done here. Let's go ahead and move on now. But again, given how uh, slim pickings we have on the roster for tag teams, uh, you know going against one another. I'm technically not surprised on that end. And I mean, really, should we be surprised? It's something that we have been seeing continuously uh, throughout the entire main roster, both on both Raw and SmackDown, where a lot of things have been continuing. So to be honest, I'm not really that surprised, but I wasn't, ex- but I still wasn't expecting uh, the events that unfolded later on in the night. John Cottle agrees with you before you even said that. He said, would have been great if the tag matches were swapped. I was okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand that. I, I think I think it kind of worked either way. But uh, the one match that stood out not working out for me was the women's Money in the Bank. Uh, I I love Nikki Cross or Nikki Nikki Ash winning. You did an interview with her this past week. Yeah. Really enjoyable. If it was her and Liv, yeah, I'm fine. I think it could be entertaining. I just thought the match was plodding and slow. I thought production did not do them any favors. That spot where Natalia and Liv, it felt like an eternity. Them doing the tug of war with the ladder. ladder. Oh, it wasn't good. Like There were a lot of spots that seemed like they took forever to set up and just didn't get executed the right way. In the end, I thought the finish made kind of like everybody looked dumb except for Nikki. How'd you feel about this one? All right. So first and foremost, heading into this match, I, I you know, my predictions were it's either going to be Liv Morgan because based on the storyline that they've been telling on SmackDown, you know, she's she's you know, she's this baby face that essentially keeps getting screwed over and over. Right. You know, Sonya was doing her dirty and all of that. So then I'm thinking, all right, you know, the people are really behind Liv Morgan. So if you're going to pull the plug on her right now. This is really the moment. But then when you think of the other uh, the, my other option for winning this match was uh, Nikki Ash. And the reason for that 
that was look at this drastic character change that they had her do on WWE. Like this is something totally different. And the benefits of that, you know, that Nikki Ash character, the superhero, you know, with the whole symbolic meaning behind it. This is something that I think that is honestly going to get over with a young children, young kids, especially when they start, you know, obviously they're already on the road, but as they continue going on the road, they're there. If you know, if you want to sell like the, you know, the Nikki cross, the Nikki Ash mask and all of that, that's something that she's going to, they're going to be able to market really well with young, with young audiences. So I thought to myself, okay, well, it would make sense for them to give her the money in the bank uh, briefcase because they're investing in this new character. So if you're investing in this new character, you might as well pull the plug and go all the way with it. And so that's how I felt with, you know, the options of it either being Liv Morgan or Nikki Ash. Now for the actual match itself, there were some good moments. Some of the, the problem with this one here, it felt that they didn't really have, it was polar opposite of the men's where they didn't really have a lot of people in this match that could really do, you know, the high flying type of stuff, you know, somebody that, you know, is going to be doing all of these, you know, crazy spots. We saw, you know, Naomi do a couple of fun ones there. We saw Liv Morgan do a couple of, you know, uh, fun moments where she leaped onto the ladder and all of that. Then you had the whole Alexa Bliss thing, which was a little bit, you know, sort of, you know, totally anti what we were seeing it's totally opposite of what you want to see in the money in a bank uh, ladder match you don't want to see somebody get hypnotized and made Zelina look really really dumb in this so it didn't really work out in that sense so there was not really that much like there was creative some some creative spots but not enough to make this money in the bank match uh uh you know memorable and here's the thing is that you know the the women's money in the bank match is still you know fairly recent it's only been around you know for a couple of years that they've been doing it for the women so it's like i felt for a while that they were pulling out all the stops for the women's match so that you know it could get over and people could really like it but this is the first time that i didn't necessarily feel like they had that those intentions for this match so i would say that it felt very weak and even though i liked nikki ash winning this match the moment itself it didn't lead to a big reaction a big pop whatsoever it was just like oh she won Yay. And that was it. And it made everybody else look dumb because they were all right there. We have a ton of super chats. We still have a couple from the Usos thing, which we'll get back to. But Jojo says, I love the women, but that was not good. It was the weakest of all the women's money in the bank matches. Happy for Nikki, but I would have preferred Liv or Naomi. Unfortunately, I don't see her having a a successful cash in. There are a lot of people who share this sentiment. And it's a shame that you even have to say that. You have to preface that. But if you even moderately criticize anything about women's wrestling, you're going to have weirdos in your mentions and they're going to trash you, whether you're a man, woman or, or animal criticizing it. Uh, Brody says, I thought Alexa was going to levitate the ladders off of her. And Hannah says, I guess her powers don't work on ladders. I I'm, I'm so done with the hocus pocus goofy spooky shit well it looks so worse too because the camera so like you first had the first shot right with all the ladders on top but once they switched to the opposite side you can see that there was absolutely no ladders blocking her so if yeah. she wanted to get out she could have just rolled to the left and she could have gotten out jose says i don't need crazy insane spots just let these ladies beat each other with ladders there were a lot of like almost too cute for execution spots like avoiding the ladder and all that that didn't necessarily work Corbin says, where do you see Liv and Rhea going after this? I feel devastated for Liv Morgan. I feel devastated for Liv Morgan, too, because she was cutting that promo before crying in tears. And you know what pisses me off about this, Denise, is that Liv Morgan shouldn't be cutting that promo right there. This should have been a promo she was cutting three years ago. 
where she's in tears. She's in such disbelief that she is there, that she's finally gotten this moment to be in a money in the bank match that's opening the show. She she should have been there and then some by now, well beyond now. Uh, I know a lot of you are familiar with a series I did last year called the Brass Ring Series. When the pandemic started, I hit up a ton of WWE wrestlers and I was like, hey, I want to get some positive news out there. Please tell me who's working really, really hard to improve. It took me a while to get enough names to run a series because so many of those names would just say Liv Morgan. Wow. So like I didn't I didn't have like seven, eight names. I had like Liv Morgan and a couple other people because Liv Morgan stood out above so many of the other ones. So the fact that she is so emotional and probably legitimately emotional where I can only imagine she's like, thank God they're they're finally doing something with me. I mean, everybody saw her documentary. They saw where she got pulled from a dark match and they were like, no, heavy machinery, go out there and basketball shorts and wrestle, not live. Man, that woman is so much better than, and so is Naomi. Naomi got a great reaction tonight. For the love of God, do something with them. Well, here's the thing, and you just reminded me that I wanted to say this, is that, you know, one of, you know, they were doing this whole Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville storyline, then she had the whole thing with Zelina and all of that, right, on SmackDown the last couple of weeks. To me, this feels like there's going to be no payoff. I thought the payoff was going to be at Money in the Bank. But ever since, you know, obviously with Bailey essentially, you know, getting injured and them having to do those last minute changes and all of those plans, it almost feels to me like there's going to be absolutely no payoff to this thing that they were, the story that they were beginning to tell with Liv Morgan. So right now, it kind of feels like all of that that we just saw on SmackDown kind of meant nothing. And and Denise, Friday night, and Saturday showed me that most stuff isn't going to go anywhere. Because Friday night, we saw Tegan Knox and Shotzi take on Natalia and Tamina in another non-title match. Again. And then after, Bianca Belair pinned Carmella clean in a world title match. They said, hey, guess what? We're running it back next week. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats about this. It won't stay up. Says they really need to stop hamming the Nat- Nikki Ash over and over again. It's really cringy. Crowds will eat her alive eventually because it's kiddish. Uh, you never know. A lot of stuff has been kiddish and it, and it works out pretty well. But I agree. If they run it into the ground, it's not cool anymore. Uh, Brody says also found it hilarious that Natalia was MVP according to Michael Cole because she pulled two people off the ladder. To me, the MVP is the person who wins the match. So uh, Sean Cottle says really wanted Fiend to cost Alexa that match. I don't know what's going on with him. I, I hope he's hope he's all right. But yeah, it's just uh, I I don't know if I I trust WWE booking him either. No, it kind of seems like they've run into a wall where they don't know what to do with him. And it, they've ran into that wall a couple of times now with The Fiend. Uh, so they definitely have. So that's not nothing new. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I did see that, you know, that tweet that he posted. Obviously, he didn't say much other than him missing, you know, the people. But that was kind of it. So make what you will of that. Omar says 110% Nikki is losing the briefcase or a failed cash in. I could absolutely see that. Denise, um, we also got a super chat uh, where somebody says they need to stop hammering the Nikki Ash thing over and over again. Um, but then Zach Barber says Nikki's going to hold that briefcase for a long time. Priority one is getting the bat- belt back on the GOAT ASAP. I assume he means Becky Lynch, but um, or, or maybe he means Sasha. I don't know who the hell he means. Uh, that, that's very subjective. But as far as her holding it a long time or losing it, how you feeling there? 
See, I kind of like, I kind of feel bad because, you know, obviously when I just did this interview with her and she was really like breaking down what this character means. And because it's such a positive uh, character that she's portrayed and has such a nice meaning, I feel terrible trashing it, you know, like I almost don't want to do that because again, like. I feel like if it was done right or if it's done right in the coming months, I feel like they could have something there, but it's just more of like, will it, will they actually do it right? Will they actually present it right? And as of right now, based on the comments that we're getting, you can say that they're not because from the looks of it, people are not liking it. People are not responding to this. But then again, this is something that is obviously not going to respond to a certain, you know, age demographic. Alicia Ellis says, you mentioned not trusting WWE to book The Fiend. What company do you think would book him well? I'm not falling for that bait, my friend. And not, not on this show. Um, that gimmick could work in WWE, but I mean, I don't know what company would book him right. It depends on what creative ideas he brings there. Because WWE's ran through four really good Bray Wyatt characters and not booked him well. We've I got... Either. We well, we'll get to that one uh, a little bit later. We have uh, more super chats about this match. Man, a lot of people uh, interested in this one. Um, but I actually know we're. I think we're we're up on those. But we've got a bunch from the previous match. DJ Brian C says, "Get a DUI was trending." Yikes! Oh my God, was it really? I did not see that. I'm not surprised, but still, yeah. it looks really bad. Then on the other end of things, World War 34 says he marked out when the Usos won because the family is strong. And then there's a lot of uh, of super chats just generally about the show. Uh, Kate Hensler joked that she really missed the award-winning Thunderdome. And Anakin said, Denise, did you know that Shonda's voiceover work and is a big-time Impact star now? Yeah, apparently. But here's the thing that I do want to add, too, that kind of sucks because, like, you know, you mentioned somebody was excited about the Usos winning. I was, too. So I kind of feel bad. I almost feel like because of, like, the negative story and all of this, like, I almost feel like we're not, like, it's not, like, cool to say that, you know, you're not cool. It's, like, not cool to be happy that the Usos won, essentially. Like, you, if you say that, it's going to be, like, well, does this mean that you're like, don't think that they should get punished, like that Jimmy Uso should get punished? And I feel like it's totally opposite of that. Like you, I, especially like I, we've been on here talking about the fact that there should be repercussions for his actions, obviously. But then like the storyline aspect of it, it's like, oh yeah, like, well, I'm excited because, you know, I'm a fan of the Usos and I like what they've been doing with Roman Reigns. So it is kind of an, a difficult situation to kind of, you know, work yourself around. Aaron Leonard says he is 30 and loves Nikki's new gimmick. Feels like it kinds of kind of works for her. I believe if anybody can get it over, Nikki can. And I mean, you 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 spoke to her about it. Yeah, she did. And she was just so passionate about it. And just she was, you know, talking about like how, you know, and she said this a lot already. So she kind of reiterated that at the interview, just basically saying how it's not about, you know, having these superpowers. But in reality, the superpower is just being a kind, positive person. And then here's the thing, though, is that a a lot of times you can hear people talk like this and you're probably thinking like BS, BS, BS. Right. But with her, you can genuinely doubt like this is who she is, like outside of her character, outside of her persona like this is genuinely how she handles things because I even asked her like how did you you know did you want to tone out you know the fan the fan reactions on on social media like it's it's not hard to tune that out you know so she was just basically saying like I'm gonna focus on the positives and I'm just gonna ignore all of that I'm gonna ignore the people you know trashing this this persona and instead look at the fan art and that's when I realized like this character is working for her and she's very proud of it because this is what she truly believes in 
Des says he likes the idea of it, but not the execution so far. I, and I, that story of WWE for me, I love the idea of a lot of things. It's just the execution. Daniel R says Jimmy Uso shouldn't get punished. He needs help. Why not both? The it's yeah. When you're putting somebody's life at risk, yes, there, there's some punishment that is uh, certainly well within reason. There, he could have killed somebody a number of times. So no, I I mean yeah, he needs help, but I don't. I at the very least, I don't think he should be rewarded. Enduring Icon says very solid show. I can't wait for SummerSlam. Uh, Faustino Vargas says this was a great weekend of wrestling. Thanks for watching along with us and reporting. What doesn't end? We're back here for Raw tomorrow, and we reported some some big stuff there for there, or what's tentatively scheduled. I feel like after the online reaction, it might change a little bit, but a little hint. Jason Griefer says the Fiend has been dead since jobbing to Goldberg. And Tyler Center wants big meaty men slapping meat. David Gold said he has said he hadn't watched much wrestling during the Thunderdome era. It's good to see you back, David. But have watched both SmackDown and Money in the Bank. Live crowds make a big difference. To me, Denise, I thought SmackDown was okay. I thought it was solid, but that crowd made a big difference for me. I agree. I thought that SmackDown was very, very I, – I liked it. I might I might have even liked it a little bit more than you because I really felt very excited, like, after that show. I felt like, oh, my God. Like, I, 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 it kind of felt like my old self again that I hadn't been in such a long time. And, you know, just, like, enjoying the show, enjoying the product. Like, it felt cool. Like, I feel like a lot of the times when you say, like, oh, I like this from WWE, like, it's almost like, oh, that's the uncool thing to like, especially, like, on social media and whatnot. But it, it felt cool, especially with that – opening segment that they did you know with edge and roman reigns and all of that on smackdown i was a big fan of that say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Cyclops says Fox gets Cena, USA gets Oldberg. Yikes for USA. Uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Guys, I broke some Goldberg news. I broke some John Cena news last week. Um, Are the sister wives going to go at it again, Sean? Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, I've, I've heard some more stuff beyond oh, that. But okay. I mean, I, I mean... Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, does WWE still have the no splitting up couples rule in place? Does this mean Becky returns on SmackDown and Seth moves to Raw? They they don't give a damn now. <laughs> they don't give a damn. Uh, it's just, they don't give a damn. Uh, JoJo says, love the Usos. Jimmy shouldn't be rewarded. I'm, I'm with you, JoJo. Love the Usos as far as performers go, but yikes. Hannah says, I too enjoy big meeting. Okay, of course you do. Of course you do. Finish reading her super chat. She paid for that. Big meaty man slapping meat. Why don't you read it? Okay. Hannah says, I too enjoy big meaty men slapping meat. Did you, did you just make a sound effect? Yeah. You just made a sound effect with that. I was on fire today with you the people folks. You know, you it, it kind of carried on to the post show. Well, I mean, we do have. Plenty of more super chats that aren't related to a specific match, but I think we should probably move on to AJ Styles and Omos against the Viking Raiders. I really enjoyed this match. AJ was bumping all over the place. There was one specific spot 
that got me to scream aloud and curse. It was Omos catching AJ off the ropes and heaving him over the top rope. An assisted Tope Hurricane Rana. I have never seen AJ do that. Maybe I'm missing something. But he's 44, Denise. Don't seem like it. AJ Styles being AJ Styles in this match. I mean, that's the thing, okay? Like every um, like every AJ Styles match, you can say like, no matter what, you're going to expect him to go out there and bump like it's nobody's business. He's always going to go that extra mile. And we definitely saw that in this match. And here's the thing, though, is that obviously we know that Omaz is you know, more limited in the ring. We're all aware of that, okay? But that's the thing, though, is that with them as a tag team, they're sort of finding this balance where like, Maz can come in and have his moments, but the majority of the match is necessarily is is AJ Styles basically going out there and you know doing cool stuff, is sound, uh, bumping like crazy, and so you have this really good balance with Maz and uh, and uh, AJ Styles. But even then, you add the addition of the Viking Raiders, who like you know I know that they're this very like cartoonish tag team, and they've necessarily killed a lot of the hype that they kind of had going. But I'm still a big fan of viking raiders and kind of seeing them in the ring with aj styles you know going back and forth that was really enjoyable to see and so i i like this match i thought it was a perfect balance the only criticism i have though and i have to say it because um it was very noticeable with the poem where I was making jokes of it is I do not like uh omaz's selling whatsoever it was terrible he was like I was like, what are you doing? Are you a zombie? Like, what's going on here? It was so bad. Like, he didn't know how to, like, take, like, he just didn't know how to sell. It was so bad. The selling was some of the worst I've seen in modern American mainstream wrestling period. Uh, you had Kevin Nash putting him over for being money. Well, that's fine, but he's going to have to sell. He's going to have to sell for somebody because the money, Denise, is in him eventually losing. That's where the money is. It's somebody knocking him down. It's somebody doing all that. If I were WWE, I'd be like, ah, let's take a couple weeks and teach him how to sell. Holy cow, man. But this match was him tossing Ivar was pretty fantastic too. Like I marked for that moment too. AJ looked great in this match. He did incredible. The Viking Raiders had some really stiff offense. They, they looked great too. Um, I, I loved about the women's money in the bank match before they showed like career highlights for each woman. For the Viking Raiders, they showed that dog shit angle they were a part of last year. And I was like, oh, no, they thought this was good. Seamus is on Raw Talk says Nash working with Omos, good or bad? Very good. Go back and watch Kevin Nash's 1995 work. Go watch Survivor Series against Bret Hart. Go watch uh, Good Friends, Better Enemies with Shawn Michaels. Uh, Kevin Nash had some good matches uh, and... Omos can make that work too. I know a lot of people just remember him from his WCW run when the work wasn't that great, but I think Kevin Nash working with him is good. Destiny FOMO says, Hey Denise, so nice of you to toss SRS a bone and have him as your sidekick tonight. Mm. I love Destiny. She gets me. She gets me. (sighs) Nerd Guru says, just got back to the East Coast from my Cali trip. Best way to get back into things is wrestling. Hope you guys are doing well. We we appreciate you. And Teriyaki Sosi says he appreciates what Hannah said about slapping meat. And then we got Ian talking about the swear jar fund because Denise is dirty on Twitter. You do curse a lot on Twitter, Denise. Do I really? 
I'm yeah. sorry. I apologize. You know, I, you know, it's weird too, though, is that I do curse a lot and people still have like this image of me that I'm like this, like the nicest person. I mean, yeah, I'm really nice. I mean, I just oh. throw that out there, but you know, like, but I feel like people's like, wait, I was just talking about this last night with Steven when he was saying that he, he was surprised that I like, like blood and violence and matches. And I'm like, why does everybody see me as like a nun or something? Like I go out there, I curse like a sailor. I, I just don't think bad words are necessarily bad. I think they're fun okay and i think penis jokes are funny so i'm sorry that you're gonna see that on my twitter account get some more super chats about the the ladder match austin leach said he loved the ending to the women's money in the bank match a good subversion of cliched spot will always pop me it just wasn't for me i didn't like it uh i didn't like it at all and uh sheila said do you see WWE pulling a switch miz with otis situation happening with nikki ash or will she hold the briefcase for a while? Denise, I think she's a sympathetic character that they can pull that off of and she can get sympathy for that. Yeah, I don't want them to make a joke out of her. That would be really, really bad. So I hope they at least give her some sort of credibility, even as Nikki Ash. Ryan says Omos learned his selling from Giant Gonzalez. It might have been ba- it might have been worse than Gonzalez's. And I, I really enjoy Omos. There's something special there, but. Hannah says Money in the Bank is still trending number one in the U.S. Wrestling, really nice? wrestling felt hot tonight. It felt like it was what people were watching tonight. The whole weekend, Sean, the whole weekend. I mean, and you kicked this off, like even, you know, starting on Friday. You, I, I don't know what where SmackDown was trending. I think I forgot to check or something, but they were trending up there. And then obviously Slammiversary, Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. And then this continues because tomorrow we have our, you know, first Raw with people back. So that's going to be fun. And then it continues Tuesday and Wednesday. Literally, like it just continues even Thursday. What am I talking about? There's shows every day. Jesus. Anakin says, we complain all the time about WWE not paying attention to what's happened in the past. And the one time they do, they remind us of Raiders and Street Profits bowling. Oh, bummer. I remember Uh, having to cover that for a couple of weeks on here. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, Flim Flam Mandrew says, weekly WWE is a nightmarish hellscape. It's wild the same company puts on entertaining shows like this. Also, Peacock is straight trash. We're about to get to that. Revolution to Evolution says people forget that Nikki is a 13-year veteran, an amazing talent with a character uh, that people are so rude or is so rude they forget that most of kids don't use media. I mean, uh, some of this is a kid show. That's why I, I grade her stuff on a curve. I know that's that's not for me. It's for kids. Uh, DJ the Kid says that uh, he misses the crazy, deranged Nikki, to be <laughs> honest, and he didn't know if he, she was crazy or playing crazy. Yeah, no, I, I, that was one of the things that she also talked about was the evolution of her character, the evolution of who Nikki Cross is, the range is when she does. I'm um, seriously, check out that interview. I hate to be plugging my stuff in right now, but seriously, it pertains to the conversation. Yeah, we've, we've got like more super chats than ever tonight, guys. And I'm going to get through every single one of them. Bonus? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> Ralph the Ace says, what a solid show or what a solid pay-per-view. Already excited for SummerSlam. Yeah, it feels awesome to be excited for a show that's happening next month. Sean Blanford says he hopes that Liv will get her chance, but I feel that Bianca and Sasha will be for the next three months. That That's the one that makes sense to me. I think Liv's going to go right back to where she is. Maybe she'll get a tag partner, and hopefully they don't fire this one. 
I don't want to see that again. Nope. I don't either. No, no. I don't want to see her in a tag team anymore. I'm sorry, but they have something right now where people are talking about Liv. And this is a moment where they can actually utilize her to do something. They have the power to do it. Go for it. Uh, I don't want them to keep going back to the exact same thing with her. So I hope they do not. That guy, Kerry, says that AJ needs to move on from the Omos stuff for real. Uh, maybe, maybe. It depends on what they have planned for SummerSlam. They might trust him to face Omos eventually. So, Oh, he'll make Omos look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says, best pay-per-view in recent memory, top to bottom. Right from the moment that Alexa revealed her real outfit for the match, I knew this was going to be special. I don't know if I saw that and determined it was going to be special, but I, I, I just wish she would get on with the, the goofy shit. I think she's so much better than that. Colby says, I'll be at Rolling Loud this weekend, which is where half of SmackDown will be taped. He asks if uh, they have anything planned or will it be throwaway matches? Well, the big stuff, or at least I I heard Cena was set for Cleveland, but they can change that in an instant. I'm sure Rolling Loud would love to have Cena there. Yeah. Yeah. It won't stay up, says, I bet Sean's happy about Goldberg's return tomorrow night and ready for multiple failed at jackhammers i bet denise is happy for the goldberg return okay here's the thing and i know that this was gonna come i you guys all know i'm a goldberg fan that's nothing new but do i think that he should be put in this position no i don't okay i'm a goldberg fan i'm gonna be nice to the guy i'm not gonna say horrible things about him but do i think that he should be automatically put into the title picture no i do not so let that stand for the record to Debonair says, uh, by the way, we'll argue more about that tomorrow. I know. I wish he I'm says, sure damn near perfect pay-per-view. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on the main event. Well, I'll get there eventually, I think. But we got a super chat, a very nice one that says this is only because Denise is here. Well, maybe maybe I'll give you a little bonus of that, but not that much. And Kate Hensler says, Nikki. Wait, what are you talking <laughs> about, Sean? Nikki being constantly positive in a world where wins and losses haven't mattered kind of makes sense. I mean, what does she have to lose by being positive, Denise? You know, all I know is that you know who really messed up? Me. I should have had Kevin Nash train me so that when I worked out my deal with Fightful, I wasn't on a flat rate. Should have got that favorite nation. I'm watching mean, this right now, and he's probably going to be like, dang, Denise messed up. You're already the most paid, highly paid podcaster here. Anyway, probable cause says Nikki's going to do the RVD and call her match ahead of time. Lose to Flair. Like, we all know that will happen. I mean, I do see, like, Nikki thinking that she's better than what she is because she lasted two minutes with Charlotte, and I could see that happening. But I think they should really probably keep this briefcase around as much as they can. I can't see her doing that, thinking that, because it just kind of goes against her character. And if they do do it, they got to do it in a way where it's, like, innocent. Oh, man. Uh, there, there are a lot of Peacock super chats. A lot of people not happy about that. But somebody does uh, compliment the new graphic design. Thank you. I wanted to give a new a new uh, approach for the new era. So, to Hey, speak. Sean. So speaking of our design, I have to bring this up. So last week on Raw, you know how you were pointing out your 1080p camera and I was making fun of you because you hadn't found that button? Well, I went and checked my settings. I didn't even have that plan that included that button. So I upgraded mm. and now I have it. So there you go. How bad. I was like, oh, I was trolling Sean for not having 1080p and I didn't either. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff about Peacock. We got Norm Summers saying, I had some Peacock issues, missed a chunk of the show. 
Big E winning was everything. Does this reunite, reunite New Day? Uh, yeah, I think it does. We're going to expand on that norm. Is Becky back for Raw? I don't know. I don't know when she's back. I know that I don't expect her back on a pay-per-view because she trolls. But then we've got Bra- Braden Kenyon saying, word has it Money in the Bank was sponsored by Viagra tonight. How else would they get the Peacock working again? Uh, well, not Vi- Viagra. That's for damn sure. They'd use Blue Chew. Michael Branson wanted to let you know that Raw after SummerSlam is uh, in San Diego. Oh, but, is it really? I didn't realize But that. we've got somebody else wishing Peacock the best in its future endeavors. Peacock stayed messing up, Denise. Uh, I, I went on the WrestleTalk stream, and it messed up. And, like, they, they got to be past this point by now. I mean, there are so many issues with this service. I don't go there to watch like documentaries. I don't go there to watch old stuff. It's hard to navigate. It's crappy. It sucks, Denise. So, are we going to get into the Peacock stuff now, or until we yeah. get to the match where it actually well, affects? Let's just let's just go with with this. Okay. Well, first of all, so when the Peacock started messing up, it kind of started like like buffering in a way where it made you think that it was your internet service. And I thought it was my internet. And I thought, oh my God, my internet's not working. I started freaking out because I couldn't get it working. And then like, um, so we refreshed it a bunch of times on the, like the living room TV wasn't working. Then I went over to the bedroom and tried to get it there. Wasn't working. I went to the computer, tried to get it work. It wasn't working. Then I went on my phone. It wasn't working. And that's when I went on Twitter and I saw that it was wasn't working for anybody and i'm gonna tell you this the peacock caused a lot of drama in my household because me me and my fiance were like arguing about the internet and then i told him i was like we gotta re-sign in and then we didn't know the password oh. i mean it was a big drama to like get the peacock working can't, uh, can't like, restart can't restart bryant's mad they don't have timestamps. It it's a sucky service it was bad. And here's the thing that I do want to add, and this is interesting. I don't know why I didn't realize this sooner. So I've been watching Modern Family on the Peacock for like the last like couple months now, okay? I will tell you, I watch every day for at least a couple of hours. Sean, you know how many commercial breaks I get because I'm cheap and haven't paid for the non-ad version? None, not one of those commercials did they ever promote money in the bank. Wow. They keep promoting the same things over and over and never money in the bank. I thought that was very interesting and i forgot to bring that up a long time ago but anyways the peacock was a disaster and i was so irritated because it got to the point where i started trying out uh uh, live streams i started going on those illegal live streams and i was like clicking live stream one live stream two they had like seven options they weren't working either so i'm thinking all right i'm not even gonna watch this match but in a way i was like okay good at least it's not just me so like if i come on to the show and don't have anything to say about this match at least it didn't just happen to me but this was really bad yeah. really we bad had, we have Andrew saying it was happening in the sony uh india feed as well woof anakin says people think becky's hair not being orange thinks she won't appear soon she could be bald and they'd put her out there yeah she can she could have whatever color hair that they wanted and if she said i'm ready to go they would have her out there mod sends a pat mcafee appreciation super chat he is so much fun i'll tell you what was also fun and if you would have told me at any other time that Kofi Kingston getting squashed was fun, I'd have been like, no, no way. This was masterful booking. Kofi is bulletproof, Denise. The people that love him are always going to love him. The people that are his detractors are always going to be his detractors. Bobby Lashley's character meant it when he said no more messing around. Kofi got a little bit of offense, and then Bobby Lashley crushed him, Denise. This was 
amazing booking. Uh, Sean killed the guy. Sean Cottle. Yeah, Sean Cottle says he thinks Big E should have come out to check on Kofi, but Big E had other stuff that he had going on. Like there, there was other stuff going on. Um, This match, though, I thought it was amazing booking. So I okay. Here's the thing: is that obviously you know based on the events that unfolded on Raw with Bobby Lashley essentially being done, sending the chicas home, throwing the furniture, all of that, essentially calling out MVP, everything that he did right on Raw, uh, going into this match, it made sense for him to still be pissed off. He's pissed off at you know you know things aren't going his way, right? So he comes in here and every single thing that he did to Kofi Kingston during this match had impact it was impressive there was a moment where he tossed his body i think twice onto the turn post and he literally just like kofi just ended up spinning in like literally like a human frisbee and it was crazy and there was just a bunch of moments like this my only criticism of this was that i thought that they should have literally just ended this with like the referee stopping the match like if bobby lashley was just like pounding on kofi kingston and like that's how they decided to end the match versus him actually tapping i thought of anything that would have elevated the finished a little uh, a little bit more but i can't complain because the match itself was really it was an entertaining beat down to watch and here's the thing too is that even while Kofi Kingston was getting killed out there the fans were still going you know bananas over him and that was kind of exciting to see because they still kind of had like you know a couple of moments even though they weren't necessarily getting uh you know a lot of hope spots in they weren't really getting that in the crowd was still reacting like if they were getting those hope spots in so this was really fun I think that this made Bobby Lashley look like a beast man and I mean they're doing it for a reason. They're doing it for a reason. They're doing it for a reason. And um, again, we've got Will the Gamer saying Goldberg and Cena coming off of losses equals world title match. LOL. Buddy, I view John Cena a whole lot different than I view Bill Goldberg. And Rob Reed says, the only way I'll accept Goldberg beating Lashley is if we get the ultimate dream match. Big meaty men slap and meet. And that's Big E taking on Bobby Lashley. Big E has said that's his dream match. If that happens and Big E wins, I'll be okay with it, Denise. I won't like it as a viewer probably because I don't want to see Goldberg win the title and I don't want to see him beat Lashley. But Big E is legitimately a wonderful human being and if it is that man's dream match, I want that man to get his dream match because he deserves it. He deserves it so much. You can't we'll control see. people's dream matches. If they want it, they should get it. Well, yep. well, you know what I mean. I do, and I think he should. Uh, JoJo says, love Kofi, but the squash match made sense. Keep Trashburg away. Big E is better. I think he is, and I, I would, I'd love to see Big E squash Goldberg. I'd love to see him Goldberg, Goldberg, but I don't think he would want to Goldberg, Goldberg. You know what I mean? I think he would want a back-and-forth match. But yeah, when I, I do look at Goldberg and his trek, I I don't want to see him in the world title picture. He was there earlier this year. He lost in two and a half minutes. He was there last year at WrestleMania. He lost in two minutes. The Fiend match was a train wreck. The only, like, some of his matches are okay because they're two minutes, but uh, the the best booking of him to me was Ziggler 
It's somebody that wasn't going to get hurt by losing to Goldberg, and it was fun. He got speared a bunch, so I, I don't know. Eric says, I was there tonight. It was an awesome experience seeing an interesting seeing live crowd reactions. Charlotte getting pissed at the beginning of the match was awesome. Oh, boy. We're about to get to that. Uh, that guy, Kerry, says, glad it seems MVP and Bobbles are staying together. Yeah, I did not, not want a split. And Jason says, tossing $5 to cover Denise in the swear jar. Denise wanting Goldberg as champ again. See I don't what even I think- mean? I didn't even say that. This is what I knew was going to happen. Like, I don't even have to say anything. I could just sit here and be like, yeah, I like Goldberg. And everybody, including yourself, Sean, just adds words to my mouth. So I just sit here and I nod because that's what I've been revoked to. Man, so you're like you're like somebody on the bump. It's yeah, wild. I'm just going to nod my head up and down. That's it. That's all I got to offer. <laughs> no comment. George says, uh, WDB Network in the UK, not an issue once. Sorry, we missed the WDB Network. We really uh, do. All the, like, the fans like outside United States, man, they got so lucky because this Peacock thing was a joke, man. And it added so much frustration. I was I was irritated. I really was. Well, I'll tell you what I was not irritated with, Denise. Big E wins money in the bank. This match was so much fun. It was exhilarating. There were some nasty spots. Kevin Owens' spine is likely hurting. Jinder Mahal took out Drew McIntyre. I mean, like, you know, why play off of history when they can play off of a motorcycle? But Sean, are we slipping through Charlotte Rhea Ripley? No, we'll get get to it. Oh, it I'm happened sorry. on the show. We're not I thought you were going anything. in order. I'm Come sorry. On. Okay, Come I'm on. sorry, Sean. Okay, okay. Get to the match. The peacock. The pe- I love this match, but the peacock kind of ruined the first couple of minutes for yeah. me. It really kind of took me away, but they quickly got me right back in. You see, Sean, I wasn't the only one saying Hannah. That. Hannah says just announced Cena on Raw in Dallas. That's cool. And Denise loves Oldberg. But but about this match, let's let's talk about the match. Daniel says, is it weird that two baby faces have money in the bank? No, break the trends, break, break the molds, be, be willing to do different stuff like a big ending off the ladder. As Roger Acevedo says, um, Daniel R says ricochet to main event, please. I don't know if you mean the show main event or the actual main event. I do think that they need to add something to ricochet from a promo perspective. there, a manager something like that to do that but ricochet was incredible his selling was integral to this match denise it was and i mean i'm looking like i was just writing down like all the spots that i marked out for and i mean there are just like so many like right off the top the second i saw biggie spear drew mcintyre i like lost it and there was a lot of those moments where uh it wasn't just like oh this spot was really cool no like these like it looked killer like you can like you can argue that the person died or whatever uh there was uh the kevin owens backflip from the second rope onto uh to seth rollins and john morrison while they were holding the ladder i thought was really awesome awesome i did kind of hate that morrison missed that one spot on drew mcintyre yeah. because that kind of like kind of took me out a little bit from that well i gotta give drew credit he got up right after that he started to get up so he didn't sell it but that is a, a tough move to hit it's like a it's a 450 elbow drop and it's a sideways elbow drop and it's one of those moves like when you're a little kid and you're a boy and you do you do this move you're like oh that can't happen you can't happen and then you see john morrison do it it's kind of amazing. 
Wild Boy says, Big E was my mom's absolute favorite. Tomorrow marks one year since she passed away. That win touched my heart. Well, she raised a good win in you, uh, Wild Boy. We appreciate you so much. Omar says, Men's Money in the Bank slapped. 10 out of 10, best match, hands down. I don't even know if it was best match for me, but it was a very great match. And then Seth powerbombing Kevin Owens. I mean, that was in freaking insane. Like, it the, was insane. The transition from Riddle pushing the ladder, Ricochet landing on the ropes, then doing the dive, and Matt Riddle with his great facial expression selling it in amazement. Like, what? Like, I thought that was really cool. Now, I did have to suspend my disbelief there because I'm like, why, why isn't Riddle climbing this ladder? Then I'm like, well, it's Matt Riddle, so that's probably why. Aaron asks if we ever think uh, WWE will see Ricochet as the star he is. No, not to the level he can be. He can be such a special, special attraction. And Justin Lopez says, best ladder match since TakeOver New Orleans. How are you feeling about that? I mean, to me, once they happen, I kind of file them away. And I, I, it's hard for me to remember because there's so many. I, I need to, uh, you know, I have like a terrible memory, so I always need to like rewatch things and kind of, or like if it's obviously, you know, depending on like the time and everything then I could, you know, place things and say like, I thought this was better than this, et cetera, et cetera. But I just kind of feel like this match was too, it was awesome. The only thing is that I do wish it was longer selfishly because I, I was having such a good time. And again, I think the Peacock issues did definitely did kind of, you know, ruin the start a little bit, especially for those people that took even longer to actually get into the actual uh, app again to get it working again so I did think that took away from it but I mean still like I love the ending I I, you know everybody wanted to see Biggie win but part of me didn't I I wasn't sure if they necessarily were going to do it you know just because somebody just because the fans want it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen and so I just I liked everything and also you know uh, Ricochet doing that uh, uh, springboard into the swanton to the outside of the ring was really awesome I liked there was so much that I liked in this match. As as mentioned, Cena will be on Raw tomorrow. That's pretty pretty incredible. Uh, a couple spots that people liked. Riddle with the RKO party. He does one hell of an RKO. And the crowd chanting Johnny Drip Drip. I, when he came into WWE, I thought, you know what? The best use of him is with The Miz. And that's because I saw his impact run. And in the ring, he did some spectacular things. But... It was hard for me to get into his work. He is one of the best workers in WWE right now, and he he's made a lot of sense of the spots that he does. Chris says, Denise, let SRS run his show. <laughs> wow, but he's glad that uh, that you dressed up compared to my dirty T-shirt. Well, I'm sorry, Chris. Well, I, I feel like we it. both got attacked I'm, during well, this Listen, attack. Chris, I'm sorry. I picked it up off your mom's floor this morning, and I was in such a hurry to get back home to cover this show that I didn't have time to change. I didn't, I didn't have enough time. I'm sorry. Dante says Denise loving Goldberg, even though she's got Jericho hair right now, what's (laughs) happening? (laughs) Hey, I can love whoever the hell I want. Yeah. Dark man. 060 says events is smart. Biggie honorably cashing in on Lashley and Roman versus rock for your mania main event. So, I mean, I thought it was going to be Big E and Lashley because of the New Day stuff. And it made a whole lot of sense. But there's a lot of time between now and SummerSlam. Anything could happen. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, there's just a couple of weeks left, right? It's not a couple of weeks. It's a full is it, month. Is it's it really a full, a full month? month? Oh, well, yeah. to me, it's a couple of weeks. 
<laughs> my God. I'm sorry. My, my perspective on time is like I'm looking at the month and I really feel like it's already coming up. So uh, we've got that guy, Carrie, saying, just want to thank you guys for the quality coverage. FTF, stoked for SummerSlam. Hope KO is okay with that crazy ladder spot. Reminder, guys, you can donate a super chat. It's that little dollar sign at the bottom. Get your question or statement read on the air. Obviously, we're going over time a little bit. You know, People we, stop we, donating when they realize I'm on a flat rate. Well, you're going to get bonus because Guys, you went seven overtime. Seven minutes, Sean. Seven minutes. And I did overtime yesterday. Okay. who? Sorry. Who ran the show yesterday? <laughs> uh, me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So who, who's got to time it out? Not my fault that you're not a professional and can't well, make I'm time. I'm sorry, Sean, but there was so much to talk about, okay? And I'm sorry that Steven and yeah. I just had, like, great, great chemistry and we're, all- like, rocking it. Yeah, Steven's great. Did you all talk about me being on air a lot? Yeah, everybody was bringing it up. You were famous. Like, everybody was talking about you. It's fucking embarrassing. <sighs> then why were you in the front row? Sit uh, in they, the back next time. They put me there, Denise. Then wear a mask. <laughs> okay, okay. I should. I legit should have. Anakin says, couple weeks being a month is the new 34 pushing 40. Well, I'm sorry, Sean, you know, like living here in Los Angeles, the life is just so fast paced that things just go by really fast over here. Okay. The same Kentucky. (laughs) Give me a break. So Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. And uh, we're going to get a bunch of super chats about this. What a job. These. Well, first off, I want to finish talking about Biggie. Biggie completely deserves this. I jumped out of my seat. When Big E won, I was so excited. This is a great booking decision. Uh, the right the right person to win it. it this, this was uh, the perfect call, Denise. It really was. And again, I wasn't sure that they were going to do it, but they did. And kudos to them for doing that, for listening to the people. It's not that hard. When the people tell you what they want, it's really not that hard. And Rob says he's convinced Kevin Owens is determined to art out Darby Darby Allen. That'd be yeah. a hell of a match, honestly. Yeah. That'd be great. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Oh, I got to put them over big time. They overcame a crowd that was chanting, we want Becky. They overcame dog shit booking by WWE. And we got a super chat from somebody. Uh, Mod says, the fans say, make new stars. Then they say, we want Becky. Well, here's the difference, my friend. Now, I appreciate your super chat, but Charlotte and Rhea have been booked in a terrible storyline. You know what Rhea's gimmick has been? This. This is Rhea's gimmick. She did it literally twice during the match. I was serious when I said they were going to turn her into the troll face meme, Denise, and they did it. That's her gimmick. She is a troll. And they went out there, despite the fact that they gave her a dog shit gimmick, Despite that Charlotte's been in the spot a million times, and a lot of people say, oh, need new new people, need new people. You do. But Charlotte is forever a main event level talent. She'll always carry that. And what these two did was very special. They pulled out arguably a match of the night, match of the year contender for some people that were they were saying. The transitions were really good. The near falls are really good. The natural selection off the top rope. You know, people were all about Becky when this started, and when it ended, they were all about the two women in the ring. 
amazing match, Denise. They completely won over the crowd. And you covered your the bases when you said that they weren't given much heading into this. Really, the only thing that they had going into this match was who they are and what they can do in that ring. And the fact that they have good in ring chemistry, I kind of felt bad for them at the top of this match with the, we want Becky chance of the great. We all want Becky. I know that I want Becky too. Okay. Guilty right over here. But the point is though, that they were, it's still their match. You know, if I'm out there, I'm putting myself in their shoes. Do I want to really hear them chant another woman's name? Definitely not. Okay. And they kind of took that. And you know, it's Charlotte Flair, obviously getting pissed off at the, at the fans. And that's actually when, when the peacock started going out for me because I saw a black screen and then we came back and I think Charlotte was flipping off like the, the fans. I, I practically missed that because I didn't get a black screen during that. But anyways, so that could have definitely distracted them. That could have definitely set them off on a, on a path that, you know, could have distracted them from putting on a good match, but they won over the crowd completely. I mean, I, there, so we saw so much great uh, moments from Rhea Ripley, especially uh, the headbutt from Rhea Ripley. Uh, the suplex from Rhea Ripley to Charlotte, the chops from Rhea to Charlotte, from Charlotte to Rhea, all of that was great. Uh, the you know Charlotte really got the crowd into it with, yes. with that. That and Anakin brought that up. He said the match was messy until the convoluted suplex spot. Then it got good. Props to both women for getting the crowd back after the We Want Becky chance. Not just that, Denise. You mentioned the suplex spot that went from looking like a stupid over the top move that you would put together on a video game to the crowd being like, is Rhea going to get her up? Is Rhea going to get her up? And instead of giving up, Rhea got Charlotte up, and the crowd, bam, there you go. That got him. And that says a lot. I, I guarantee you there are people of influence in WWE that saw that spot, and they're giving her some pats on the back for that, Denise. That was a great turning point. It was. And then that even led to the frustration that you saw from Charlotte Flair. You know, maybe she underestimated Rhea Ripley, but there was a moment where I really felt that I I, I was like, is Charlotte crying? Like, what is happening here? Because they had a close up of her face and she was just so frustrated. And I just thought, man, the emotion is fantastic. And then that finish, you know, with her smashing, uh, you know, trapping her foot and smashing her foot and all of that. And then, you know, essentially just I, I mean, I loved it. Everything. uh You know, I won't even say top to bottom because obviously in the top, it was a little bit, you know, rocky with like the crowd and everything. But dang, did they say don't 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 sleep on us. This was a don't sleep on us match. And this was uh, my match of the night. This to me was the best match of the night. Aaron says, is Charlotte winning in a pay-per-view? The new Hogan must pose. I mean, she's a top level talent. That's ultimately where it is. She is a main event level talent, especially within that division. Jamie Miles asks if she's kryptonite for young wrestlers. She hasn't lost to a non-horsewoman without BS since Nia on a random Raw in 2017. She's protected, and that's why she's over. For better, Whether you like her or you don't, she was a part of this match, and it got over. And I know a lot of people are kind of, like, over her, but I, it's... She, if you got the got talent, over. you got the talent. And today it. was proof of that. I'm sorry. Like, it's going to be really hard to hate Charlotte Flair when she's putting on these types of performances. Braden mentions her facial expressions being top-notch. Um, and JoJo says, I don't like Charlotte, but they need to get the title to come off of Rhea. They put zero effort into her title reign. But don't want to see Charlotte versus Becky again. I mean, there are a handful of matches I've given a 10 out of 10 on my rating since I started to do them in, like, 2017. Charlotte and Becky at Evolution was one of them, so... I, I'd be okay with that. It depends on the stakes and what's there. I would have much rather seen 
huge, dominant, badass champion Rhea Ripley against the woman who wasn't around when Rhea was. That's what I would want to see. Flim Flam says, the crowd was so against Rhea and Charlotte, but they won them over by the end. Wrestling is the best. They told a story. They told a great story. And I loved the the finish, Denise. The finish. I got to talk about that. So Charlotte, I don't know if it was intentional that she didn't hit the turnbuckle when she got slung into it by Rhea. It looked like Rhea was supposed to send her into the turnbuckle, but that didn't happen. But Charlotte rolls out of the ring like she was anyway, and she was playing possum, and she pulled Rhea Ripley out, cracked her on that. So I don't even know if that was a happy accident, if it was intentional. Either way, it set up the finish, and I loved it. It worked so well because she is the dirtiest player in the game. Nerd Guru says that we want Becky Chancer telling even if they won the crowd over. Rhea versus Becky is a new fresh match instead of Becky versus Charlotte. Rhea is done. Rhea is not done. Rhea will be around for a very, very long time, well over a decade. She will uh, – I don't think she's over it. I don't think she's done at all, Denise. I don't think so either. And you did have half of the crowd that was like, oh, you know, cheering for Rhea and the other half was cheering for Charlotte. So, uh, you know, I know sometimes it kind of feels like we were all sort of not liking Rhea, but I guess there are still people that still do, you know, obviously we like her, but I'm just like the storytelling and the creative and around her is what I mean by that. Uh, Air Cool says, what are your thoughts on Charlotte flipping the crowd off? Fun pay-per-view for me. Thoughts on the upcoming interim heavyweight title fight in the UFC? I think it's bullshit. Uh, Francis Ngannou is the champion. They shouldn't have set it up. I love Charlotte doing that. I love her agging on the crowd. I, I think it's good stuff, Denise. It got the crowd to make some noise. And she should, too. I would be pissed, too. Like I just said, I would be pissed. Like, this is my match. You pay attention to me and what I'm doing right now. So I loved her reaction. I thought it was a great reaction uh, to you know the crowd and all of that. And Drew asks if I think Nikki beating Flair is possible. Do you think it depends on how people start reacting to her? Yes. If they can get Nikki over in this, she can play like the underdog type of thing. That WWE is sometimes the best at drawing on source material, then sometimes they're the worst. It would be really, really easy for them to tell a story of, Nikki, nobody cared about you, nobody liked you, nobody even thought about you until Alexa Bliss said, come be my friend and get on TV. They'd be very easy to tell that story, and it's rooted in the truth. Uh, Sergio says, hey, guys, Denise, loving the Grinch look. Do you think yeah. it's next for Rhea? I, I, I like that as well. What do you think is next for Rhea? Dude, at this point, like, I don't know, but they just need to not <sighs> – Here's the thing is that like we've talked about this and we've stressed this a lot. It's like they've been, you know, they've been bunching in the, you know, the raw women's picture with also the tag titles. I think that they obviously need to separate that too, but they need to also have matches that are not always, you know, you always have your big story, right? That, you know, whoever's going for the titles. They need to, for to build this division strongly, you also need to have women that are necessarily not fighting for the titles, but that doesn't mean they're also only going for the tag titles. You need to build other storylines and, you know, have more depth in the women's division. So, you know, they can also utilize uh, Rhea Ripley in that way as well. Terry Allen Jr. says WWE 2K22 sponsored SummerSlam. Are you excited? Nope. I'll believe it when I see it. Proof is in the pudding. Uh, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. 
Punk Rock Show 84 says Denise and SRS are a national treasure. I'm at the gym and ran out of pre-workout. However, you two are giving me the precise pump I need. If there's anything we're good at, it's giving you guys a pump. Speak for yourself, Sean. I don't want to give anybody pumps. Wow. <laughs> that guy, Carrie, says, shouldn't be using the stairs be a DQ in their logic. You know what, Denise? I think they should take away the stairs. I don't think it should be allowed. And not only should they take away the stairs, Denise, you know what else they should take away, right? What else? The hairs. Oh, okay. Yeah, take away the hairs. Take away the hairs with manscaped.com. Because if you show up with a big, nasty, hairy bush, you're going to get disqualified. You're going to get counted out. Nobody's going to want, no, nobody's going to want to go one-on-one with you. Uh, there's especially no two-on-ones or three-on-ones. Manscaped.com is here to help you. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. That way, when somebody's holding your goodies, it's a good time. It includes that 4.0 lawnmower that I mentioned. Dare I say it's the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I I went ahead and said it. There's a lot of talk right now. Who is the goat? Maybe we're going to find out soon. We saw a pretty intense face-to-face at the end of this show, but when somebody gets face-to-balls and they're like, ugh, you don't want that, manscaped.com and the code FIGHTFUL get you 20% off plus free shipping. Code FIGHTFUL, 20% off plus free shipping. That trimmer has advanced skin-safe technology. You're not going to look like Kenny Omega with a pizza cutter across his head. Your balls will be fine. It won't look like you just wrestled Sammy Callahan in the main event of a pay-per-view because it's got that 4,000K LED spotlight that goes on and off when needed. It's also waterproof, too. Plus, that weed whacker is is so good. It's waterproof, uses a 9,000 RPM motor. Plus, I told you about the Reviver, the Preserver, uh, the Shed travel bag. It's, It's just amazing. Denise? Where are we going with this? We take our pubes very seriously here. Go pubes? No, wait. Don't go pubes. No! Go away pubes. Sorry, I forgot. What's wrong with you? How do I say? Well, go pubes because you want to get rid of them. Go away. Then go away. Go away. You are like cheering them though. No, that's what I'm saying. Like go pubes because that's the topic at hand. You can cheer them on all you want. Because they're going to go away. Listen to me, Denise. Listen, listen. You can cheer on those pubes all you want, but it's not going to matter. They can't overcome the 7,000 RPM motor in the lawnmower 4.0. They can't. Okay, go away, pubes. No more bonus. Because I messed up the pubes. 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. 20% off. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Hit them up at Manscaped. Tell them that you heard about pubic care from us, that you had no idea even what to do before then, but we let you know. We're just here to help the people. We're doing God's work. That's all we're here for. That's all we're here for. And somebody even says the Plow 2.0 is underrated. Literally use the... 
Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. This is listen, my guys. <laughs> listen, guys. What are you all doing? What are you all doing? Amazing. You know, right? I went to college for this. <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> I <laughs> bro, do I feel like a fool? People are shaking I mean, like, their balls like, while watching our show, Sean. Rage Lack says, "Was it me or was it Uso sluggish and slipped up a lot in their spots in the tag match with the Mysterious? Felt that happen quite often. Did you see that happen, Denise? With the Usos? Yeah. Ah, uh, I didn't. I didn't think there was. No, I didn't really notice it that much, to be honest. But I mean, that was my fault, though. Well." Let's talk about the main event, Denise. And oh boy, is there plenty. We've got a billion super chats for this one, obviously. Roman Reigns defeated Edge. Now, I had people in the venue saying there's like confetti falling from like random pieces of confetti falling. So I was like, shit, will it be Edge? But this match for like 80% of it was nothing. And the crowd loved it, Denise. I did, and I was very bored. I'm sorry. But the crowd loved it. How did you feel about it by the end of it? Roman Reigns gets the win. Uh, the Usos came out. The Mysterios came out. Gang wars, as we say. Uh, but Seth Rollins helped cost Edge this match. But before this, Seth Rollins had said, whoever wins, I'm next. Why would he want Roman Reigns to be next? Of course. All right. So first and foremost, it's time to be the heel here. I know I'm going to be the heel, but you know what? I'm always honest and I'm always going to be honest with how I feel. And if we, people are allowed to like something and people are allowed to not like something, and I'm sorry, I did not care for this match at all. And I had a lot of people mansplaining to me how wrestling works on my Twitter feed. So yay me. Woohoo. Um, I'm sorry, but I've seen a lot of wrestling and I've seen a lot of matches build. Uh, somebody who has done that fantastically in recent WWE times is Finn Balor when he was champion at NXT. So I'm I'm sorry, but I thought that this match with Roman Reigns and Edge did absolutely nothing for me. Nothing for me in the beginning, nothing for me in the ending. And when it actually went ahead and had its peaking moment, I didn't think it was anything to necessarily go and lose my mind about. You essentially had Seth Rollins distract Edge. Edge is now a dumb baby face, gets speared, loses the match. All right, um, I don't care because I'm just happy Roman Reigns won. I did yes. not want to see Edge win win this match obviously they're heading towards edge seth rollins and i don't necessarily think that you need the title over on uh, you know with edge to essentially add uh interest into that story uh that they're going to be telling with edge and uh seth rollins so i'm happy that they stuck with roman reigns as champion because i think that they put so much effort into what they have done with roman reigns especially throughout this pandemic era and now heading into the live crowds, I want to see uh, the continuation of Roman Reigns with the added element of the crowd uh, being there for this championship reign. And again, I feel like anybody can like what they like, but this just wasn't for me. I did not like this. Uh, the crowd was super into it. Settler Justin Lopez says best mania or money to make main event since Punk versus Cena in 2011. So many layers and drama that makes sense for both stories. I'm just stoked that Roman Reigns won because Roman Reigns should win. Roman Reigns is special. 
Was there right. a part of you that thought that Edge was going to win? Yes. For a second, I started to think that they were going to. When I started to think about it, I was like, Cena and Reigns will be big no matter what. Edge and Rollins. Rollins just said he wanted the title. So I was like, yeah. I, th- I even tweeted. I was like, it would make sense for what I think they would go for. You know what I mean? But really, Roman Reigns being champion because he's the best character on the show is really what it should be. Uh, Anthony says, why did it take so long for another ref to get out there? Took me out of the match a bit. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, something could have happened. You never know what. uh, Maybe he wasn't catering. I don't know. He had to go. I I mean, Robinson might have been legit hurt for all for all we know. I, I hope not. But. Um, Devin Ayer says Charlotte and Roman are the two best wrestlers in the world and it shows in their work. They get everything over somehow. Uh, Daniel R says uh, between Omega and Reigns, there's so many overbooked, not clean finishes. Just let them win clean. Main event was great though. I do want to see more clean wins from these heel champions because they're supposed to be that big. Uh, Anthony says it could have done without overbooking the main event, but it didn't ruin the match for me. I would have liked to have seen, like, maybe as the match started, we see the Mysterios taking out the Usos backstage. That way they don't have to be involved. And then Rollins just slips in. So, Sean, so we were earlier today, we were talking about Bobby Lashley and how he, you know, based on the events that took place on Raw, he came into this match and we he said it was a continuation of what we saw right on Raw. He's still pissed. He had that same level of intensity, et cetera, et cetera. Right. OK, so he worked that match based off the events that occurred on Raw, based off the events that occurred on SmackDown. And this is on this past Friday. I did not necessarily think that, you know, Edge and Roman essentially kicked off the match in the way that they should have given the events that transpired on SmackDown. So that for me, like that played a huge role into that as well. Well, the match uh, ended with a spear and a pin. And then Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins and Edge rather um, fought on out of the ring. Uh, Seamus is on raw talk says, I want edge to beat Seth. Seth can take the L. I think edge needs to beat Seth for what happened seven years ago. I think so. Um, that's one of those situations where, where it works, but then it happened. Denise, John Cena's music hit. John Cena is back first time in over a year. He's never been away from WWE this long. And even last year, he did a cinematic match. It's been two and a half years since John Cena wrestled a match. Denise, this was the loudest pop that I have heard. Well, it's definitely the loudest I've heard in a year and a half. (laughs) Uh, But it's one of the loudest pops I've ever heard in my entire life. And this is after the last couple of months, Denise. I'm sure you've noticed when you go live, everything seems like a major pop, but then you watch it back on TV and you're like, oh, that didn't sound as big. This sounded real big, so I can only imagine what it was like there. Like last night, Thunder Roses was deafening. I watched it back and I was like, that was good, but still not as loud as it was live. This had to be unreal. This was like shaking the hard camera, Denise. John Cena's back. Fightful Select reported that he might be back this weekend, that he's set for Cleveland as well on Friday. It's reported he's going to be there Monday. And he got cheered. Denise, this rules. I mean, it's John Cena. What 
what can you say? It's John Cena. Everybody. My mom knows who John Cena is. My mom doesn't follow wrestling. She knows John Cena. I mean, this is somebody that, dang, I don't know what he, what can you say? It's somebody that has gone over, you know, the mainstream world has done, uh, you know, was the face of WWE for such a long time. I mean, it, this was this was something that the fans had been, you know, obviously wondering when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. And we finally had the moment. And especially when you have somebody like Roman Reigns, who is doing the very best work of his career right now. And you have just them in the ring together, Roman Reigns and John Cena. You know, it's a big deal. You can feel that it's a big deal. Like you, you, it's exciting to sort of just even see them. And Roman Reigns' expression the entire time while looking at John Cena, he had like this, like you can tell he's talking so much shit inside his head. You know, that's like the perception that he was giving off with his facial expressions. And I was like, hell yeah, Roman Reigns. I was like, yes. Like it got me invested in like, I want to see uh, Roman Reigns not give a damn about John Cena, not give a damn about who he is and what he represents because he still has to acknowledge acknowledge Roman Reigns so I was sold on that like moment between them Lorenzo says the pop for Cena is the loudest I've ever heard Jack Mitchell says two good matches the rest of the show was in but outside of the Cena pop that main event was a slog we do have uh, some more people saying uh, like Jose saying Roman's matches are starting to feel too similar but Nobody will remember this show for Roman Reigns having a slog main event. They'll remember it for first show back, first pay-per-view back with fans and John Cena. Nerd Guru saying uh, his pizza plate went flying. Uh, JoJo says she fell out of her bed. Kate Hensler says she couldn't even see him, of course. And then uh, there was uh, <laughs> Hannah saying that that Pat McAfee popped her by saying, where? Where's John Cena? Oh, I didn't even notice that he yeah. said that. Oh, man. I, I'm going to go back and watch this. And all yeah, that, I got to go back and rewatch too. But it got buzz. It got so much buzz. And Anakin saying hope the buildup is better this time. Last time they, they had Cena make Roman look way outclassed with the contract signing promo. Well, buddy, Roman Reigns can cut a promo now. And he's going to do just fine against John Cena. Keep in mind, the John Cena who used to cut promos on Roman's cousin. Denise, do you remember what he used to say to Roman's cousin? Remind me. He used to say, you left. I will never leave. And where's John Cena been? Doing the exact same thing. These promos are going to be so goddamn good. They are going to be so good. And I fully have confidence in this because Paul Heyman is directly tied to this storyline. So he's probably going to be poking them and saying, hey, what about this? What about this? Bid Moon wants us to acknowledge Roman, the weekly ratings chief. Buddy, I'm, I'm hardly acknowledging anybody for ratings these days. Well, you know what? Actually, on AEW, because they, they beat Raw in the demo, there's some promising new draws over there. But uh, we're going we're gonna to be seeing how all this stuff ties into WWE ratings. I get the feeling they're going to have a significant bump over the next week. And they better hope they do. 
I'm curious how Raw is going to do tomorrow. Like you're coming off of this, you're coming off of John Cena, you're coming off of, you know, or you're starting to, you're obviously going to have fans there tomorrow. I mean, that's going to be very interesting. And I just, I hope, I hope we see the same thing that we saw with SmackDown where like SmackDown flew so, like it flew by, the show flew by. I want to come on here tomorrow, Sean, and tell you that that three hour Raw that I sat for felt like a one hour and a half show. Yes. George says, predictable show, but that doesn't make it bad whatsoever. Seth Edge, Roman Cena, and Becky Flair make sense. She would want Charlotte in her first match back. I would imagine it is up to up to Becky as well. TNA for Life says, was that the loudest Cena pop or was it Rumble 08? Now, that is a conversation we'll have to have. What do you think, Denise? I mean, recency bias I is feel a real like because, thing. Yeah, I feel like because this is more on top of my memory bank, I would probably go with tonight. But I feel like, again, I got to have like the, you know, clips side by side. I think in context, this one is just as important as Rumble 08. And then when you see the follow up, what followed up Rumble 08? It wasn't that great. It was not that great. Uh, they, I think they had him in a triple threat match. This we know where it's going. We know it's going to Roman Reigns. JJ says, I'd argue that the pop scene wasn't got for him, but the potential for that match with this version of Roman, I completely agree. It is a world apart from last time. Denise, we're talking about the the biggest, most important wrestler in WWE against uh, the, the most important guy for 10 years before that. Exactly. And I, I'm so glad that he pointed that out because that is very true. It isn't just like if John Cena were to come out and come fry, you know, whoever, right? It was Roman Reigns and everybody knew what that meant. Everybody knows what it means. And again, it really, it just plays a part with the whole story. Ryan Lambert says Cena looking like Steve from Steve and Larson with his hair. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Edgar says, I was there. It was a great show. Do you think Becky will show up tomorrow? I'm not convinced. I like with all the people that I've heard are coming back. I feel like they would be like, well, let, let's add, let's stack these shows and like m- make something big happen every time. I'm done predicting when I think Becky's going to come in. I feel like she's just yeah. been playing like all of these mind games with the fans and all of this. So I feel at this point, it's just going to be when nobody expects it. Air cool says thoughts on whether Roman will beat Cena clean or not. If Vince took over UFC, would the fighters finally get paid? No. No. How would Dana run WWE? He would nickel and dime them and tell them they're lucky to be there. Uh, Vince would Vince would uh, increase probably, the pace. He'd probably hate you, Sean. Oh, yeah. Dana White yeah. would loathe me. He would absolutely loathe me. I would not be getting WWE interviews. The, the UFC is by far worse than anything. I know you all have heard me complain about WWE and some access before. UFC is the absolute worst the worst and it drove me out of covering the sport full-time uh i think roman will beat cena clean denise he should, I, he should. I think cena would want that i think he would want that too i think it's what's best for business <laughs> yeah and dante says i'm with denise on this it was an okay match that ref bump was not good why did the headbutt spot have six camera cuts kevin freaking done and i don't have an answer of why but that's why 
I actually wanted to, I don't know, but did I mention this, that in the Money in the Bank, in the Money in the Bank men's match, I felt like the camera cuts really kind of pissed me off because there were so many moments that you knew were going to be cool, but because of all the camera shots, you were just like, man, I didn't even get to enjoy that. There was a specific spot where uh, Drew McIntyre slingshotted uh, Ricochet onto, like, onto the ladder, and they did a camera, like they spliced that moment to the point where it yeah. didn't have the impact that it should have. So that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Drew says, this time it's comparable to Hogan Rock, right? Yeah. I mean, wrestling's not as popular now, though. It's not nearly as popular. But it still kind of feels like a tier below that, maybe. Yeah, sure. Just a tier, a little notch. Nerd Guru says the stipulation for Roman and Cena is that if Cena loses, he never gets a world title challenge again. Not break, Hence, never breaking the record. I think that's a good idea. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Cyclops says USA gets Oldberg while Fox gets Cena. Yikes for Fox. Well, Cena's going to be on on Raw, so they, they still get that. And George Barfield says, I know it was his hometown, but Punk's pop-up money in the bank had to be bigger. For I mean, maybe they'll get to test that again. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Anshu says, I didn't understand why the crowd popped. I didn't see anyone. Very funny. Will Roman make John Cena acknowledge that Ty- Ooh, Taiwan is a country? Yikes! And it won't stay up. Says, you know, Cena is over when you get 1 million views on Twitter for the Cena return. I'm interested in the YouTube views. That's what I kind of. 1 million views on Twitter already? Yeah, but I mean, that can't be a surprise. I got like 500,000 for the Nick Gage, uh, Matt Cardona thing. So, I mean. What would be considered a good number? I I don't know on Twitter. I don't know on Twitter. On on YouTube, usually hitting a million is a pretty standard benchmark. This is going to get way, 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 way more than that. Asian Joe says Cena versus Reigns is WWE now fast and furious canon. I think everything is because the most unbelievable, ridiculous shit happens in that crappy franchise. Alicia says apparently during impact tapings, Don Callis announced that Kenny wants to defend the title on uh, the new Japan resurgence show. That is the plan. That's what I was told. Um, I love this, Denise. I love it. If I am any company that isn't WWE, I'm opening the doors wide open. And making and I'm working together because it's been nothing but positive so far, Denise. Yeah, I said this last night, but like if I ran a promotion and I wasn't like, you know, collaborating with anybody, breaking down that forbidden door, I'd kind of feel a little like, you know, I'm missing out a little bit on on the on the action there. Her guru says I had the result or hated the result of Charlotte winning, but the main event of Biggie and Cena. Uh, save this show for me. Nuclear pop for Cena. Jesus Christ. Do we think Beck's tomorrow? Again, we're not predicting that. We have no idea. Bobby DeMarco says Roman should have Superman punched Cena and said, I'm the face that runs the place now. We got a few weeks for that to happen, Denise. Like, I think it's it's a real possibility. Tease the moment. Let it, let it like, really, really sizzle in there. And Nurguru says the edge pop on SmackDown and the Cena pop tonight have to be like the 10 biggest ever on, uh, be the 10 biggest ever, right? Well, they, they did some sweetening on Friday. So I don't know how, how real that I is. I couldn't even they- tell, to be honest. There was a lot of people saying that they did, but I kind of felt like to me, it didn't feel like, you know, there's certain shows where you could tell. I couldn't tell on Friday. Well, tonight was one of the biggest I've ever heard. And then Cyclops is better than Wolverine says Becky would kill Rhea in promos. Best to avoid that. Yeah, that is. But it would be nice if, you know, Becky talked all the shit, talked all the shit, talked all the shit. 
and then Rhea just punches her in the mouth. Rhea goes the Naya route and just punches her in the face. And she's like, I know your weakness. It's getting punched in the fucking nose. And that's all I got to do. Sergio says, do you think ROH will get involved with Impact? I hope they do. They they were tweeting at Deanna. And I I mean, I know Deanna wants to wrestle everywhere. I mean, she flat out told me that. She wants to wrestle everywhere, wants to wrestle everybody. Um, Bryson Yee, a friend of the show, says, Sean, with everything you've heard about Raw tomorrow on a scale of 1 to 10, how much should people tune in or buy ticks? Seeing as pop was 100% real crazy. I mean, you guys know what I've heard. I, I've reported what I've heard. Um, I've heard that that at, as of last week, Bill Goldberg was booked for the show. And I mean, sorry for the spoiler, but if you're watching the show, you know, you know, you know the drill. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We appreciate your support. Uh, but I don't know if they'll change that based on the overwhelming negative reaction on social media. I don't know how they'll do things. They might regroup. I don't know. And George sends us five dollars. <laughs> Fast and Furious is crap. Agreed. <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things. Driving from one skyscraper into another, landing and driving, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. These people were stealing DVD players out of Honda Civics in the first movie. I, I don't believe this, Denise. You got so much going on. You stayed extra for us. You will get bonus. But um, what, what are you up to? All right. So first and foremost, I had an interview with Josh Alexander. I had an interview with Nikki Ash. And I promote those on social media, guys. It would mean the world to me if you guys like retweet, like check out the interviews, because the more interaction, uh, the better chance I have of getting uh, more interviews and whatnot. So please make sure to go show those some love. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'm working on tons of content that is going to go up there soon. I'm going to level up my game, Sean. All right. I got some new tricks up my sleeves already. Right. Uh, so make sure you guys go to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And then my goal for the end of the year is 31K on Twitter. And it's going to be kind of a mission to get there. So if you haven't followed me already, make sure you do so at underscore Denise Salcedo. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I'll try to up my game there too as well. Anakin wants to give me five bucks to say Fast and Furious is goofy and awesome for being goofy. Really enjoyed the first three or four. After that, did I didn't like Tokyo Drift. The the main actor was very terrible, but I only watched one and I don't even know which one it was. I just know the rock was in it. Yeah. Uh, Guys, thank you all so much. I got to meet so many of you, uh, especially yesterday at Slammiversary. It was really, really awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, We're traveling all over the place. I'll be in Denver this weekend, not for work, but Vegas, Chicago, probably St. Louis, all over the map. Uh, Denise is covering Bellator for us in about a week and a half. So uh, we're doing lots of traveling. Thank you all so much. This is one of our most super chatted shows ever. Uh, Please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how much that helps. Watch out for my interviews this week and subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to break some Royal Rumble news this week. How about that? I'm breaking some Royal Rumble news. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.